Bom dia, bem-vindo ao Portuguese Pod 101.com. Braden here, this is Upper Beginner Season 1, Lesson 1, Understanding Portuguese Accents. Hello everyone and welcome to our very first Upper Beginner Lesson. What are we doing here? What's the purpose of this special series? Our Upper Beginner level is geared toward people who already have firm grasp on the basic grammars and plan on keeping contact with both the language and the culture for a while. Anyway, so what's going on in this lesson? In this lesson, we'll be learning about accent marks. Where does this conversation take place and who is it between? This conversation takes place in the morning at Maria's home, and it's between Sara and Adriano. What's the formality level? Well, they're friends, so it's pretty informal. Let's listen to the conversation. Quem vai ao evento hoje? João, Sara, Hélio e Alexandre. Que bom, eles merecem um pouco de conforto e descanso. Também vai ser uma ótima experiência para eles. Vai sim. Que horas começa? Às 17h30. Precisa chegar com antecedência? Sim, mas só uns 15 minutos. One time slowly. Quem vai ao evento hoje? João, Sara, Hélio e Alexandre. Que bom! Eles merecem um pouco de conforto e descanso. Também vai ser uma ótima experiência para eles. Vai sim! Que horas começa? Às 17:30. Precisa chegar com antecedência? Sim, mas só uns 15 minutos. One time passed with translation. Quem vai ao evento hoje? Who's going to the event today? João, Sara, Hélio e Alexandre. João Sara, Hélio e Alexandre. Que bom, eles merecem um pouco de conforto e descanso. That's good. They deserve a bit of comfort and rest. Também vai ser uma ótima experiência para eles. And it will be a great experience for them too. Vai sim. Que horas começa? Yes, it will. What time does it start? Às 17h30. At 5:30. Precisa chegar com antecedência? Do they need to arrive early? Sim, mas só uns 15 minutos. Yes, but only about 15 minutes. A little bit about this event. How did they come across these tickets? How do you think they probably got a hold of these things? They might have bought it at this sort of website like Groupon, okay, local so... club, which recently came here to Brazil. I bought my first service at Groupon last year only. Groupon's probably the biggest one. Yes. But there's an older one, kind of, called Peixe Urbano. Right? Yes. That one started out in Rio several years ago. And it's just kind of been hanging out there doing its thing. And it started growing a lot recently too. Been doing very well. And uh, But there's lots of these kind of things. There's one that's just for clothes and another one that's just for travel and another one that's just yes. for whatever. So there's lots of these little websites you can get on that are all following the same example as Groupon. Yes, and it's so cool for the customers because you can buy really good service, at least here in Curitiba, mm -hmm. for a much better price. 
I like them. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, especially right now, since it's all kind of starting up, everyone's giving fantastic discounts. And things that are typically $4,000 are like 200 So you can get some yeah. 95% discounts on some of these things. It's really pretty amazing. Okay, so let's take a look at the vocabulary for this lesson. The first word we'll look at is... Evento. Event. Evento. Evento. Our next word is... Merecer. To deserve. Merecer. Merecer. Next we have... Conforto. Comfort. Conforto. Conforto. Next is... Descanso. Rest. Descanso. Descanso. Next we have... Começar. To begin. To start. Começar. Começar. Next we have... Pouco. Little. Bit. A small amount. Pouco. Pouco. Our next word is... Experiência. Experiment. Experience. Experiência. Experiência. And our last word is... Antecedência. In advance. Early. Before the time appointed. Antecedência. Antecedência. Let's have a closer look at the usage for some of the words and phrases from this lesson. Our first phrase is um pouco. And what does this mean? Um pouco means a little or a little bit, and it is exactly the same way as it is in English. A quick tip though, um pouco is a fixed phrase, so it never changes, not even for gender. So what's our next phrase? Só uns 15. Okay, só uns 15 literally translates to just some 15. But in the context, it means only 15 minutes. The key here is the pronunciation. Só uns 15. That first part is actually two words. Só with an accent over the O. And then uns, spelled U-N-S. These two words, when natives are speaking at their normal native speed, kind of meld together to get? Só uns 15. Could you break it down for us? Só uns 15. And one time fast. Só uns 15. And what's our next phrase? Our next phrase is experiência. Okay, experiência literally translates to experience. In some cases, however, it can also mean experiment. Like in a chemistry class, vamos fazer uma experiência. This translates to, let's do an experiment. So, in the dialogue, which meaning did we have? We have the meaning as experience. And how do we know that? Because they are not in a class, they are going to a place, they are going to an event, they are going to experience something. Could you break this down for us? Experiência. And one time fast. Experiência. Okay, let's move on to the grammar point. The focus of this lesson is accent marks. Portuguese has many and they are very important. 
in the dialogue, we heard the phrase João, Sara, Hélio e Alexandre. Which we translated as João, Sara, Hélio and Alexandre. In this sentence, there are two accents. There's a chiu and an acento agudo. There are several accents in Portuguese. Each of them has their own function and is used in only specific situations. For simplicity's sake, we're going to call all of these accents. Technically, when you get down to the nitty-gritty, they're all their own category and they kind of fit into different groups. So, let's get started. The first accent we'll look at is the acento agudo. Or the acute accent in English. This accent can be used over any vowel and functions to stress the syllable it's over. And if it's over an E or an O, then it opens them. One well-known example is the word água, which means water. Água has an acento agudo over the first A. Another great example is the word país, which means country. País has an acento agudo over the I. So it's spelled P-A-I with an acento agudo over the I and then an S. Right. And if you forget the acento agudo, then the word is pais, which means parents. You can see how that might be confusing. What's our next accent? The next accent we'll look at is the acento circumflexo. Which means the circumflex accent in English. Where can we use this accent? The acento circumflexo is used over the vowels A, E, or O. And what does it do? The circumflexo stresses the syllable, but instead of opening the sound, it closes the sound. Could you give us a few examples? Sure. A good example is the word experiência. There is a circumflexo where the stress is experiência. Experiência. On that ência. There's a circumflex right there that makes the E a closed E. How about another example of how it closes the sound? Well, the word ônibus would work. It has a circumflexo over the O, so it's closed. If it were open, it would sound like this, ônibus. But that's very weird for me to say. What's our next accent? Our next accent is the crase. Which in English is the crasis, but most people have never heard that word before. And it is also sometimes called the back tick. Where is this used? In Portuguese, the crase is used over the A to indicate a contraction between the preposition A and some other A. Okay, some examples? The classic example is the preposition A contracting with the article A to make a A, but this A with a crase. You see this a lot when telling time. For example, as 16 horas. That's right. You can't hear any pronunciation change. Is there some kind of a pronunciation change? No, this no one? pronunciation change. It just marks the contraction. Okay, so what's our next accent? The next accent is the chiu. In English, we've borrowed the Spanish term, and it's often called the tilde. It's the little squiggly line that goes over the N in Spanish. In Portuguese, it has many more functions than it does in Spanish. So, where is the chiu used in Portuguese? The chiu is used over the A and O vowels and functions to nasalize the syllable. Could you give us some examples? Sure. Whenever the word that has a chiu and is the word chão, which means floor. This is spelled C-H-A with a chiu over the A and then O at the end. Or, as you say in Portuguese, C-H-A-O-Chiu. Same with the word não. Right. We have a chiu over the A here. How would you spell that in Portuguese? 
N-A-O-T-I-O. Lots of words in Portuguese use the tio. It's a very common sound and very common accent. Another example is the word São Paulo. The são has a tio over the A. Also, when you conjugate the verb ser to the third person plural to mean are, then it becomes são to mean are. The São Paulo and the são as in eles são are completely different. Yes, the first one is sort of a saint, Saint Paul. And the, the other one is the verb conjugated. What's our last accent? The last accent we'll look at is the se cedilha. And where is this used? Well, the cedilha is used only on the C, and it's used in situations where the C would have to be pronounced k. But because of the pronunciation rules of Portuguese, the C needs to be pronounced s. The se cedilha makes an s sound anywhere and everywhere you see it, right? Right. Okay, so that's just what it means. Anytime you see it, it means s. It's only used on the C because the rule in Portuguese is that when a C is followed by an E or an I, then it's pronounced like an S. But if the C is followed by any other letter, then it's a K sound. So every so often you need an S sound before an A. And the way the Portuguese works around that phonetic complication is by using the C sigilia. The simple idea here is that a sesegilia means S. S. Yes, it makes the S sound. And just to close things out, a really quick tip about the chew. The chew typically can stress the syllable, but not in the same way that a circumflexo or an accento agudo can. When you have both of them in the same word, which happens not really often, but moderately frequently, the Acento agudo or the circumflexo is stronger, and that will actually mark the tonic syllable. For example, the word benção. It has a circumflexo over the E and a chill on the A. The circumflexo is more powerful, so the word only has one tonic syllable, the E. Benção. Could you break this down for us? Benção. And one time fast. Benção. That just about does it for today. Want a free way to build your Portuguese vocabulary? Follow our Portuguese word of the day at portuguesepod101.com. See and hear the word of the day. Plus some sample phrases and sentences. Get these daily vocabulary alerts on Facebook, Twitter, and the portuguesepod101.com blog. And add this widget to your own website or blog. They're available in 35 languages. Get these easy instructions at portuguesepod101.com. See you later. Até a próxima. Quem foi ao evento hoje? João, Sara, Hélio e Alexandre. Que bom, eles merecem um pouco de conforto e descanso. Também vai ser uma ótima experiência para eles. Vai sim. Que horas começa? Às 17h30. Precisa chegar com antecedência? Sim, mas só uns 15 minutos. 